Hey everyone, welcome to Unstoppable. My name is Ralph Graves Jr. and my passion is seeing you experience life transformation. Every week on this show, I will bring you inspirational stories of some of the most unstoppable people on the planet. I can't wait to share these stories with you and I hope that you'll share them with your friends. If you're looking to join the Unstoppable community and receive weekly lessons challenging you to live your best life, why don't you join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Okay, let's dive in. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Unstoppable. I'm so honored that you be listening to this podcast. Today's guest, he is remarkable. He is a miracle, and his name is Gary Miracle. Gary, what's happening? You guys got to hear a story. Gary, thank you, man. Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast, man. Oh, uh, Ralph, thank you so much, man. This is this is a huge honor. I I hope that you and I can come together in conversation right now and. And just find someone who's who's listening or watching, and just encourage them. So let's, uh, let, I'm ready. Let's dive in, man. The honor's all mine, man. Your story is remarkable, man. And this program is all about the unstoppable mindset, and you truly have it. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm going to let you tell your story and tell your and 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 you know tell your story to this unstoppable community. Gary, tell them all about you. Tell them tell them what led us to this point now. Okay, right on. Listen, I am. I'm. My name is Gary Miracle. I'm 40 years old. Um, yeah, I, I give my my parents crap all the time that 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 their baby boy's 40. So my parents are real old. Uh, <laughs> but uh, listen, I, uh, I I I've been living the you know what, what we would call kind of the all American dream, the life. You know, I, I got four beautiful kids at home. I I have always been the the head coach of their football teams, the soccer teams, just super involved and uh, heavily involved in our church and leading ministries, I'd be able to be up on stage and, and just be able to encourage and preach uh, to people. And then <laughs> um, it was right after Christmas 2019. So I, I, I just celebrated my two year anniversary where I got sick. I got sick right after Christmas, 2019, and ended up going to the emergency room. Actually, okay. it was that that goofy time frame of year, you know, where you know your your regular primary doctor didn't hold regular hours because it was the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up going to the emergency room. Um, family, friends, everybody told me they they're all making fun of me. They told me I had the man flu, right? Like, yeah. oh, you're gonna figure it out. Rub some dirt on it, kind of thing. Uh, well, jokes on them. Um, so I uh, I went to the emergency room and, and through a series of events, I ended up going back and forth to the emergency room four times um, to the point where at 11 p.m. on January 31st, New Year's Eve, okay. uh, at 11 p.m., I was admitted into the hospital and I was falling into septic shock. Wow. My my body just started shutting down. I ended up through my sicknesses. I ended up falling into multi-system organ failure. I had the flu. I had strep throat. I had pneumonia. I, like you name it, like it hit me and it hit me hard and it hit me quick to the point where falling into septic shock at 11 p.m. on New Year's Eve, they told my family and friends that they needed to start calling everybody they knew to come in and say goodbye to me. Wow. Uh, they, they didn't think I was going to make it through the night. And I was, I was on paper in their words. I was minute by minute Wow. at that point. So again, this was 11 PM. 
one hour before the the fun celebration of happy new year right yeah uh, yeah so the good news is i'm a very competitive person it's in okay. my nature it's in my blood i'm a sports guy so i got a one hour head start on all of our crappy lives on 2020 so <laughs> i beat everybody to the punch and, uh, <laughs> and i'm a winner you know that, that's yeah. what i do yeah uh, so 11 p.m they admitted me. Um, it got so bad that one of my family members actually drove to the hospital to come say goodbye to me. And, and while she was driving to the hospital, she felt this incredible feeling that I was supposed to be at a hospital with something called the ECMO machine. Okay. Uh, uh, ECMO machine. I had never heard of it uh, okay. before. Not, not too, too many people have, but the ECMO machine, it's a form of life support essentially okay. is what it is. And it keeps your organs running. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it a little bit more in just a second. But, um, you know, it, it keeps your organs running while it attempts to save your life. Okay. Um, she arrived at the hospital to say goodbye to me. Let them know at the hospital that she felt very strongly that I should be at a hospital with an ECMO machine. My family and friends sat down and started researching it. And at the time, there were only seven hospitals in the state of Florida that had an ECMO machine. Okay. Uh, pretty wild, but one of them happened to be in Orlando, Florida. So they let the hospital know that I was that, what they were thinking. Hospital straight up looked at him was like, you know, we are at the end of our rope. We don't think this guy's going to make it through the night. Like I said, I was minute by minute. So if you guys think that he needs to be at a different hospital, we will initiate that transfer. Okay. So they did. Um, they reached out to the other hospital that had the ECMO machine. They, they called in a helicopter and I was, I was life watched all the way from one hospital to another hospital in Orlando, Florida. Okay. I arrived there around, I'd say one or 2 AM, January 1st, 2020. Now okay. here we go. Okay. And uh, they rushed me into the ICU room, hooked me up to anything and everything you could possibly think of. I think at the time it was 16 different machines I had running inside of my body, all the dreams anything you could think of, they were pumping into me to just to try to keep me alive. Um, gave me a 1.7% chance to live at that man. time. Man. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, I always give them crap all the time. I don't know why they couldn't have thrown me a bone and like, like, like at least give me like 2% chance. At least 2%. Right. <laughs> I'm round it, round it to the highest, highest percent. What, what, what nerd in a cubicle is like 1.7. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, so, but that's what they did, you know, and they rushed me in. And then we told them that, listen, we are at this hospital because we think Gary needs to be on an ECMO machine. They instantly looked at my family and said, he's not a candidate for the ECMO machine. Wow. Um, that was very confusing to yeah. us. Yeah. Um, we didn't know why, why my family felt so strong about that. Okay. But now, because of that, going back to that, the ECMO machine is a form of life support that people are put on after they receive a heart transplant or a lung transplant. Okay. I didn't have either one of those. My heart right. and lungs were just failing, but I didn't have a transplant. So on paper, yeah, I was not a candidate for it. So they weren't willing to put me on that machine. And that was confusing. We were frustrated a little bit. Okay. Uh, so I was hooked up. They were told, they were telling my family I was still minute by minute. They didn't think I was going to make it through. So the did day. they hook you to the ECMO or no? At this point, no. Okay. They All right. Literally hooked on to all of the other forms of machines they had, you know, okay. dialysis. I had everything going on. Okay. You know, at the, now, if you know much about hospitals, 
you know that 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. are shift change times every single day. You know, they I know put hospitals in their- well. Yeah. Okay, right on. So you know that you know yeah. it's a shift change. Yeah. Um, 7 a.m. came around. Shift changed happened. Doctors and nurses were were in the ICU room with me. My family was rallying around my hospital bed at that time in the ICU unit, and all of the machines shut down. And they heard the big long beep. Oh. And I was I was laying there on the hospital bed, and and I and I died, and and I was laying there lifeless. Okay. Uh, because at that time they 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 realized that my family was still in the room, so they escorted them out. And they said it was just like out of the movies. Uh, my whole body started turning blue within seconds. Mm. Uh, everything was shut down. So this this hundred pound nurse soaking wet jumps on top of my body, and and she just starts like like king konging me, um, wow. going going crazy CPR, <laughs> um, and they take my family out of the room. They're going to work on me. I was dead, laying there lifeless uh, for seven minutes and 42 seconds. I was, wow. I was, uh, by the grace of God, they didn't, uh, they never turned any of the machines off. They never turned the oxygen off specifically. So my brain was still receiving oxygen while I was dead. Okay. Uh, which is the only reason that I'm able to sit here and talk to you today with full brain activity and, and nothing wrong with me. According to me, you know, it depends on who you ask. Man, <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, Man. Yeah. So, so I, w- I was laying there. I died seven minutes and 42 seconds. Uh, about 20 minutes later, the doctors came out, got in the waiting room. My family started screaming, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. We don't want to hear it. Obviously, assuming that they were going to tell them that I was gone forever. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, doctor, the doctor got down with them and, and he whispered, we found a slight pulse. Um, wow. and man, I got goosebumps and, and, and just thinking like, you know, God wasn't done with me. No, yet. no, um, no. And that's, that's what my family was thinking. And then get the, the cardiac surgeon that just clocked in 25 minutes ago, 7am shift change time. Yeah. Yeah. Came out and said, we brought him back to life. He's minute by minute. We have no idea what to do or what to expect. So wow. we're going to throw a Hail Mary and put them on something called the ECMO machine. <laughs> uh, everything fell into place at yeah. that moment. Yeah. You know, if I've learned anything in this life at this point is that our timing means nothing. Nothing. Uh, you know, it's, it's all about the, the Lord's timing and what the Lord's plan has in store for us and, and what we're going to do. Yeah. So they rushed me back into surgery. It was a five to six hour surgery to put me on the ECMO machine. Okay. Uh, and now how the ECMO machine works and, and why it was so beneficial for me is, like I said, it's for a heart transplant or a lung transplant. Okay. What it does is it, is it comes, it sends two lines on either side of your groin, runs them, runs them up into your body and sends this machine to your heart or in your lungs. And it keeps them pumping while, other, while all of your other organs are going as well until your new heart or your new lungs kick in. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Now, how it does that is it takes all of the blood, all of the circulation, all of the oxygen from your extremities, from all of your arms and legs, and it pumps it into your core to keep all your organs running and trying to fit. Yeah, yeah. Most people who are on the ECMO machine are on it for about 24 hours because doctors are pretty good at what they do. So if you did just get a transplant, you know, 
it doesn't take that long for everything to kick in and start working. Right, right. I was on the ECMO machine and in a coma for 10 days from January 1st to January 10th. My goodness. My so goodness. that means for 10 days, 24 seven for 10 days, my arms and legs were not receiving any blood, oxygen or circulation. My goodness. My so goodness. That, that is what started happening. Um, you know, they just started losing everything. Now there's two medical terms that the doctors use to describe my arms and legs. Okay. Uh, the first was necrotic. That's a, that's a term that a lot of people know, right? You know, my skin, my muscle, my tissues, they just started getting necrotic, started dying. My arms and legs were as black as black could be and hard wow. as a rock to wow. take a hammer and hit it. And it would sound like you were hitting concrete. It was, mm. it was, uh, the second medical term, which I didn't think was a medical term at the time was mummified. Uh, wow. I, Started uh, my arms and legs started turning into a mummy, which okay. I guess if you're going to go out, that's a pretty cool way to go out, right? Like I got mummified, yeah, yeah. I, I got mummified. Like, come on, bring it. What did you do January first? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I woke up, man, on January 10th. I remember opening my eyes for the very first time, and I remember seeing my mom's face, um, kind of the same way I came into this world. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was a it was a start over. Uh, I saw a documentary not that long ago, since I've been out of the hospital, I saw a documentary by Lance Armstrong, mm -hmm. uh, you know, his story, he, he had cancer 20 something years ago, maybe 25 years ago. I don't know how long ago that was, but in that four part series documentary, he had this one line that said, if you get a second chance at life, make it better than the first. Yeah. And, man, there was a, there was a, there was a line drawn in the sand for me right then and there in that moment. What am I going to do? Am I going to, Am I going to sit on the couch after I get out of the hospital and, and throw a pity party? Yeah. Cry about how bad my life is, get depressed, get addicted to pain pills, get all of those things. Come on. Or am I going to be unstoppable? Come right? on. Yeah. Come on. Get up. Am I going to fight like crazy and figure out how to do life? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that that's a hard choice. That's a daily choice yeah. for me in my position. But I ended up being in the hospital for 107 days. I was in the hospital total in 2020. And, you know, I, I, I'm a believer. I'm a Christ follower. I, my faith is, is everything for me. And I spent my whole life telling people that God is good, believing that God is good, preaching yes, that God is good. Yes, sir. But now when something traumatic happens to my life, am I going to live my life like he's not good? Hmm. Or Am I going to spend my whole life telling people that God is good, preaching that God is good, witnessing that God is good. And now something traumatic comes to me and I'm going to actually stand up and say, you know what? God is still absolutely so, so good. Gary, let me, let me pause, man. I'm, I'm about yeah. to get up and just run around this room right now, man. man <laughs> oh, I mean, you set me on fire. I, I, I forgot that, that we're broadcasting to listeners. It doesn't matter. I, I you set me on fire. God is good, man. And uh, yeah. man, I just love that. I love that that attitude that you have to have while going through mm -hmm. something. And, and this is, the story is remarkable, man. I, I, we say something, I don't know who said it. I'm sure it's based in a biblical principle, but I, yeah. I, they, they said it this way. Don't let the arrow hit you twice. Mm. <laughs> Same thing Lance said. Listen, if you're going to get a second chance at life, do better the second time. Don't let it hit you twice. Here's the circumstance. I'm in the hospital. I've been over here 107 days. I died. That's the arrow. Now, um, 
it'll hit me twice if I sit here and get depressed. It'll hit yep. me twice if I don't if I don't do better this time around. So keep keep going with the story, man. Keep going. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm loving it. it. I'm loving it. it. Listen, for that, for that exact point, going back to that, there was two verses that came to my mind when I was in the hospital. And I promise you, man, I am not, I, I'm a Christ follower, but I'm yeah. not one of those Bible thumper, super Christian, Sunday school answer kind of guys, right? Right, right. But I remember being in the hospital, learning of my amputations. And the very first thing that came to my mind, there's a, there's a verse in the Bible, in the book of Job, uh, chapter one, verse 21, that says, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. It's a verse blessed that we've all- Blessed be, the name, blessed life, be right? the name of the Lord. Well, blessed yeah. be the name of the Lord. <laughs> the Lord has given me everything in my life that I could have ever wanted or needed my whole life. Yeah. But right now in my life, it's taking away time. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. You know, so, that was- I, so, so, and I want the listeners to understand that they took your arms and your legs. I am a quadruple amputee, man. Here's, here's my arms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I got no legs either. I, wow. this is in a wheelchair right now. I, I am fighting for life to get in my prosthetics, to get healed up so that I can get back to as, as much of a normal life as possible. But, but that's what happened to me, man. And, and, and okay. So, all right. All right. That's my story. Y'all can Google the rest. I'm going to flip the script onto you, dude. I'm a, I'm, listen, I know you might be about to say something. I'm taking over right now. No, right, man, you're not taking over because what I want people to realize, man, is this is, and, and uh, folks who listen to this podcast, you know I'm a pastor, you know I pastor church, you know I'm, I'm a Bible believer, but this is, this mm. is that hope that we talk about, that maybe if you're not a believer, um, mm. you may not understand it. And I wouldn't, it, you know, when a believer goes through something, we, we go through it with, a, with a, a blessed hope that for some reason, there's a blessing all wrapped up in this thing. We've asked God to use us. I'm sure Gary has prayed, Lord, use me. He said, okay, good. I'm going to use you as a, as a, I'm going to take both your arms and legs and I'm going to use you like that. Yep, that <laughs> you don't think that of that when you say, Lord, use me. You, know? you don't. You don't I, think I, of that. No, no. Absolutely. So uh, there's one more verse in the book of Job. I, that stinking book, man, that guy. I tell you, I've never felt more like him in my life. You know, yeah, I bet. Stuff, I but, bet. There's another verse in the book of Job, chapter 42, verse five. And this is where it gets real. It says, all of my life, I've heard about you with my ears, but for the first time I've seen you with my eyes. Come on. And, come on. you know, I, I, I literally watch the Lord show up to save my life time and time again in the hospital. Yeah. And yeah. he either didn't want me yet or he's not done with me, but I've committed that either one of those <laughs> faithful and I'm going to walk through every single door he opens for me, man. And, and it leads me to, to this, you and me talking right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is where we're at. And this is the one thing I've learned. This is, this is where I talk to the people, man. This is what I want to, I want to travel this world to get people to realize this message right here is that at the end of the day, Every single one of us, every single person on this planet, we're all struggling with something. Yeah, yeah. We are all struggling right here, right now. We're all struggling with something. Yeah. And, and the only difference, literally the only difference between me and you and whoever else is watching is that my struggles are visible. Yeah. You can see them. Yeah. You can see my struggles. You can see how hard it is for me to do certain things. Yeah. You can see that, that if you went out to dinner with me right now, you could see that, that halfway through the meal, I'm going to drop my fork 
every single day. It's a no hands problem, right? I'm going to drop my yeah. fork yeah. a lot. But yeah. I but I guarantee you, if you were out to dinner with me or anybody else, without even asking, with joy in your heart and a smile on your face, you would reach down and pick that fork and you would hand it back up to me. Yeah. Every single person would do that. I know that I know that because I it it happens to me. Yeah. Almost on a daily basis, it happens for me. People see my struggle and they pick up my fork and they hand it back to me when I'm eating every single time when I drop it. Now, here is the most terrifying part that What's I that? am in this world and I'm begging people to understand is that if I don't know what your struggle is, I don't know how to pick up your fork and hand it back to you. Wow. Wow. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Those invisible struggles, mine are visible. You can yeah. see them. Yeah. Those invisible struggles can kill you way more than my amputations. People yeah. out there, no, I don't know what you're struggling with. Yeah. I don't know if you're struggling with anxiety or depression. Yeah. Eating disorders or pornography or relationships or family. I don't know what you're struggling with, but if I don't know, then I don't know how to pick up that fork for you and hand it back to you. I don't know how to link arms with you and do life with you and yeah. do it together because if, 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 if sin in our lives, if struggles in our lives truly do find its power inside of us when we keep it hidden, then the second we tell one person what's going on in our lives, that power is gone. That, yeah. that sin and that struggle that has its hold on us is no longer there. Yeah. yeah. And I can tell you verse after verse after verse where, where iron sharpens iron, right? Yeah. <clears throat> iron can't sharpen itself. No. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, where two or more are gathered, Christ is there, right? Yeah. yeah. Time after time again, we are called to do life together, not alone. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I'm just begging people to, to let someone, for someone to be courageous enough or brave enough or unstoppable enough to let one person in. And, and here's what I found by letting people in on my struggles. I found that I am loved, not judged. Wow. Because I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I am loved for the sharing of my struggles. People find joy in serving me and helping me in ways that my pride never let them do before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm begging people and this sounds mean for someone like me to say, but I beg people. I, I tell people, I let people in the face as much as I can and say, I pray that you can't fall asleep tonight. Yeah. I yeah. pray that the weight of the world is on your shoulders tonight until you're able to pick up that phone and call one person. Yeah. And yeah. Real. Show them the real you. Take your mask off and show them what your actual smile or your actual frown looks like. Yeah. Just let someone in, man. I could talk for hours, man. I got okay, <laughs> and, and guys, listen, this is coming from somebody, man. You know, uh, lost arms, legs, you know, lost the ability to, to do some things he had done before. Now, I, I also read, though, I read that you put some legs on and you competed in a race. I, did. I heard I heard that they fitted you for some legs. Yep. And you competed yep. for and that that's that's the kind of mindset, man. You didn't give up. What 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 that's made right. you do that, man? What what uh, tell me about the race? Did you come in first so, win? What would but just the fact that you strapped them uh, on and ran? Listen, I, I put listen, I got those sweet, awesome, like running blades they made yeah. me. Like yeah. they, I feel like Tigger bouncing around everywhere when I put those things on. But uh 
you know, I have some friends in a band called Mercy Me that wrote a song, you know, about my story. It's called Say I Won't. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and they wrote that song, and that has just been my anthem, man. Just say, like, you whatever's about to come out of your mouth about something that I can do or can't do or should do or shouldn't do, Yeah. say I won't. Like, yeah. I'm going to prove you wrong. Like, yeah. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Like, it's go time. So on June 5th, just this past year, 2021, June 5th, I started going to a new prosthetic facility that, that gave me legs and gave me the ability to stand up and walk for the first time. Wow. Uh, man, it was absolutely unbelievable. And on June 7th, my, my prosthetic rehab doctor looked at me and said, I'm going to have you ready to run your first 5K in one month. Wow. And I was bro, you're crazy. Like, there's no yeah. way. Yeah. I don't yeah. believe yeah. you yeah. at all. Yeah. And then I went home that night and I was laying in bed. And all I could think about was say, I won't. Yeah. I won't do it. So I, I got on the internet right then and there and I found a two mile race happening on August 15th, two months after I got this. Okay. Uh, And I trained, I got in this, uh, I got in this machine called an alter G treadmill. It was an anti-gravity treadmill that really, you know, it, it, it supports you quite a bit. Okay. And I learned how to run again. I put my blades on. I got on this treadmill and I ran miles every day. I just, I, went, I couldn't get off of it. You couldn't get me off of it. I loved it, man. I was, I was fighting. I was crying. I was screaming, <laughs> singing. I look like a fool at the gym yeah. over there in the corner on this treadmill. Just, man, I'm, I'm just worshiping. I'm singing, yeah. I'm doing my, but yeah. I'm running for the yeah. first time. Like God did that y'all. Wow. Listen, I found when I was 11 years old, when I became a Christ follower, I was told through and through and through that Jesus is the answer, right? Yeah. I'm 40 years old, a quadruple amputee, learning how to do life again. And what I've learned is that Jesus is still the answer. He's still the answer, man. He's He's still the answer. answer. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm not trying to to make something that it's not. At the end of the day, I'm alive and well because Jesus is the answer to all all the things, man. So on August 15th, I strapped my blades on, the gun went off, and I started going. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But 49 minutes and 28 seconds later, I crossed the finish line after running two miles. Man, uh, man. It, that is it, remarkable. Man, just say I won't, man. And, and I'm just trying to adapt that. Now, I could tell you a thousand stories where I have not been able to yet, where I couldn't yet. Yeah. But those things are on my say I won't list and I'm fighting for every day, man. And I just, listen, there's, there's a line in that say I won't song that says, I want to learn to live and not just be alive. Yeah. And so many people in this life are just alive. I think, I think the alarm goes off at the same time every day. We go get in the shower at the same time every day. We get in our car at the same time every day. We go to work at the same time every day. We come home, we eat dinner, we watch TV, we hang out with the family, and then we go to bed and then repeat. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. Man, I'm yeah. done with that. I am done. I'm ready to run through a brick wall, man. I'm yeah. ready. I want to take this message to the world and listen, say a couple things. Like, man, there's nothing, absolutely nothing. If you don't have hope right now, you can borrow some of mine. Amen. Let me do that for you. Let me, I got, I got you through and through a hundred percent, but Jesus is the answer. Don't give up. Say, I won't let that be anthem as it is mine. 
no feet, no excuses. That's where I'm at in my life right now. Like, I you, think you, I, I think I know the answer to my next question because I love always love asking this question before yeah. we close out. I, but you've already said the answer. But I, I don't know where. If you could have a billboard anywhere in the world, come on. Where would it be? Now I know okay. what it would say. I know what it would say. But where would I'm it be? Change, I, I'm gonna change what it's gonna say. Okay. All right. All right. Where you would, would it think be? I'm about to say? You think I'm about to say? <laughs> say I won't. Say I won't. Okay. Say I won't is is the is the hashtag is the underline. This is what this is this is man. I want this billboard on every corner across the world, man. Okay. I, I can't even tell you where I would want it to be. I want it to be where the most people can see it. Okay. What would it say? It's going to say, and I'm going to try to show this right here. I have it tattooed on me. I just got it tattooed. Okay. That is a picture of an actual EKG of mine where I flatline. That is the picture, actual wow. screenshot of where I died wow. in my very first heartbeat when the Lord brought me back to life at 7.22 a.m. on January 1st, 2020. Wow. That wow. is right underneath that. Well, you probably can't see, but it says right underneath that. No more bad days. No more bad days. We're gonna have a lot of we're gonna have a lot of bad circumstances. We're gonna have a lot of bad situations, but with everything in my power, with all of my strength from here on out, yeah. No more bad days. No more bad days. Man, I love <laughs> it, man. I love it. Man, where can the audience find you, man? Where can they where can they follow you? Where are you? Yeah. Social media, LinkedIn, where are yep. you? And we are we're, it it start it's 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 blowing up, man. I am. I, it's a war when I'm so honored to get to do what I get to do right now. But yeah. But when I go back to when I when I'm begging people to find one person in their life that they can be brave enough with to share their struggle with. Yeah. I, that's really scary to do. I know that's hard to do. Yeah. So this is where I answered the question you just asked me. If you're out there, if you're in earshot of this right now, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, however it is you're you're viewing this right here. Mm -hmm. If that's you, if you know what your struggle is, but it's a little scary to put yourself out there to somebody in your life, go to GaryMiracle.com and email me. I promise you 100% I will, re I will respond to you. Wow. I promise you. Go to GaryMiracle.com, email me. On GaryMiracle.com, you can find my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram. You can find all that. You can see my schedule. You can see my... My, where I'm going to be and when I would be honored if you could, if you're in an area where I'm going to be to come listen to me, there's a bookings tab on there, man. I'd love to come talk to your corporation, your church, your school, wherever, man, let me show another side of life that, that not many people have seen, but, but all, all signs point back to it's just simply my name, GaryMiracle.com. GaryMiracle.com. Gary, I'm jumping on there and I, I know I, I got a, a inside track, but I'm I'm going to I'm going to use the proper channels, man. I, I have to book you and you've got to come to Jersey yeah. for me, man. You've got to come to Jersey. I'll get on a plane tonight. You just yeah, let me know. Yeah. I, and, I'm there, man. If nothing else, I'll just come hang out with you. Yeah, man. I I I'm gotta pack the house and they gotta hear your story, man. Mm -hmm. And then then you and I'll hang out. <laughs> and you'll I, drop I, your I, fork. Yeah. You'll drop your fork. I'm gonna look at you. You're gonna look at me. And I say, I guess I gotta get it. I guess you guys, 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 you gu
Oh, that's good. <laughs> Man, this has been a wonderful conversation, guys. Thanks for, uh, for, for listening to the podcast. Thanks for uh, meeting my new friend, Gary Miracle. And I hope his story has inspired you. I know we have some folks that listen that think their circumstance is the end of the world. We have some amputees in my life who mm. spend more time in depression, I think, than they do taking on taking on it and, and accepting the challenge that this is where I am now, you know. Uh, but Gary, thank you so much for being here. Guys, thank you for listening. Guys, remember GaryMiracle.com. Hey guys, I'll see you next time. Let's be unstoppable together. God bless. Thank you. Hey everybody. I hope you enjoyed this unstoppable conversation. I want to make a special invitation to you to join the conversation. Every week we record these conversations live on Fireside. It's a platform that gives you the opportunity to engage with and ask questions to your favorite podcast live. If you want to join us on Fireside and ask our guests the questions you have about their story, head to firesidechat.com backslash Ralph Graves Jr. and click request access. This is your chance to join the interview. Also, guys, I want to invite you to join the unstoppable community at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Every week, I share challenging lessons and reflection questions so that you can see the transformation in your life that you know is coming. If you can take just 30 minutes of your week to reflect on these questions, I guarantee you'll be on your way to living the unstoppable life you were made for. Join me at ralphgravesjr.com backslash community. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Unstoppable with Ralph Graves Jr.